welcome to the OTM podcast. I am Craig Brown. And I am Miriam Higgins. So today we will be chatting with Rachel May Brady and Kareem Khan. And we are here with Rachel and Kareem. Hello. Hello. So, uh, Rachel, tell us a bit about yourself, who you are and what you do. I am an actor and a playwright and the co-director of theatre company Savage Heart. And I also run Oxon Drama, which is a drama school for adults in Oxford. And Kareem, same question to you. Who are you and what do you do? I'm Kareem. I'm based in Oxford and I write theatre, film and TV. How are you staying engaged with the arts right now? So I feel quite lucky in terms of, you know, my day-to-day life isn't too different to how it was before lockdown. So I'm, I've been able to stay engaged with my work and that's kind of been keeping me busy on a day-to-day level and just working on other projects because I, I'm literally just in a room working. So it feels quite similar. As if nothing has happened until you step out yeah. into a supermarket and everything's Yeah, bad. exactly. Yeah, that's what it is. I actually think writers are probably the least affected. And I think it goes to show how much footprint we have on, on the world. We're like this other level of existence that people ignore. Like. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, Rachel, same, same question to you. How are you staying engaged with the arts right now? So I was teaching a term of drama classes and then lockdown came in right in the middle of a term. So we continued online and I suddenly had to figure out how Zoom worked and all of that stuff. So it was actually really nice to see all of my students every week, even though we couldn't be there in person. And now at the moment, I'm on two weeks holidays for Easter. And I had all of these grand plans when lockdown came in to be super creative and to write a new play about it. And then I had a real creative lull and kind of just had to accept, you know, the the sadness and the grief and the craziness of everything that's happened. So I've allowed myself to not be creative for a few days, which has been really challenging. And I think I'm sort of starting to build up some energy now and, and looking forward to returning to classes and maybe having some creative ideas in future but I think it's just been that admission of no I I really have nothing at the moment and you're definitely not alone there we're hearing that a lot not just on this podcast but I'm talking to people about it a lot as well the idea that there's that pressure of feeling like you have to be doing something creative and that can that can stop you being creative but also I think it's healthy to let yourself not yeah and I think there can be this um, pressure on artists as well to make sense of this situation, you know, to, to find some clarity in it for everybody. And that feels just so impossible right now, I think, because we're, we're still all in shock. It's so new and we're still adjusting mm. that that kind of comes later and you almost need that moment of, of stillness just to, to respond and be in the present with everything changing mm. so suddenly. How are you adapting your Oxford drama classes? How's that going? So it's been a real sort of um, learning process. And I've sort of said to my students, yeah. bear with me while we figure this all out. So we did a lot of monologue work initially. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a lot of monologue. And um, now we're, we're sort of inventing new games between us and finding ways to, um, to all hold up pieces of paper with stuff on them and get creative and have costume elements and team games and split people into groups and things like that on breakout rooms and Zoom. So there's actually, there's lots of options, but we've had to figure it out as we've gone along. I think we all need to have a coaching session on how to use Zoom properly. 
properly because <laughs> there's like so do. much <laughs> that we haven't utilized yet do you mean specifically right now miriam <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> and uh kareem are you writing anything at the moment yeah, so I'm working on a few things and I've been trying to keep things interesting for me and to work on different things from week to week so that I'm not getting too bogged down into something. But this week I've kind of been focusing on a new play idea and just working on kind of the nuts and bolts and the early stages of it, thinking about character and just yeah, allowing myself to kind of gently think more about the play without kind of putting too much pressure on myself and getting the writing there um, because I, I feel like yeah with this lockdown stuff we've got no idea of like what the time scale of it is and it's just about trying to break things into kind of small chunks and deal with it on a unit level I guess. Have you seen your routine change at all or are you just adapting what you do already? Yeah I think um, so when this lockdown started and even before that I guess I really struggled to kind of hold down my routine um, because you know similarly to what you guys were saying I found the state of the world was so kind of overwhelming and like just trying to figure things out and the news was just constantly like coming in and yeah trying to keep any kind of routine or discipline going was really challenging so in those few weeks I think I didn't get much work done and I kind of just tried to do work when I could like when I could find any kind of pockets of time where I thought I could do something but kind of now I've, I've found it more useful to build more of a routine just to help me kind of deal with the, the pressures of this kind of the lockdown and like being indoors all the time like the idea that you know in the morning I'm kind of trying to work and get as much work done during the day and then towards the evening late afternoon I'll just chill around that time and just breaking the day and compartmentalizing the different parts of your day and I've really found that helps just to sustain any kind of routine but towards the beginning I was kind of waking up a lot later as well but now I'm kind of finding it a lot easier to stick to something. Yeah, I, I definitely think routines like that do help getting up at the same time, going to bed at the same time, even just doing that, even if like you had no other routine in the day, but getting up at the same time and going to bed at the same time helps. Yeah, definitely. I think it's so useful just for your mental health to have that level of routine mm. um, to your day in terms of feeling like you're not having enough sleep or yeah, mm. just it gives you a sense of stability, I think. And Rachel, what if anything is influencing you right now? I think the, the biggest revelation of this whole thing to me is it, it sort of makes you have a lot of self-realization and it really makes you reevaluate things. So I think the thing that I find most inspiring and that I'm drawn to every day is I don't have a back garden. So my daily walk, my daily form of exercise is everything to me right now. So I go out over, you know, walk over towards North Hinksy village through the fields and there's lambs, there's, you know, I've seen red kites every day. I've seen so much nature that I, I think hadn't really, it sounds, it sounds a bit naff, but I hadn't really taken the time to stop and appreciate before. Because when you're working nonstop as a creative and kind of going from this job to that job, for me, I'm always teaching or writing or, you know, doing lots of different things. I never really get a chance to stop and and look at the world around me and I'm really getting to be mindful and to take my time at the moment. Mm -hmm. So for me, just seeing the world going on is very inspiring. I don't know how I'll bring that into my work yet, but certainly it's been a real re-evaluation of what I thought was important, I suppose. I went out for a walk today and I saw the most butterflies I've ever seen. Oh, lovely. I went for a run the other day and I'm in Wiltshire at the moment and I saw some pheasants 
they're hilarious creatures and <laughs> apparently they're also <laughs> deaf as well so they don't necessarily unless they see you they won't hear you creeping up and stuff like that no <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which You've is been why creeping they up on <laughs> What a life I lead. <laughs> um, yeah, so they look a bit dozy, but if you know that they're deaf, like, it's like, it makes a bit more sense. Let's cut this bit. Um, <laughs> no, I think it's gold, Miriam. No, it's not gold. It's just me rambling. Sorry. I haven't said anything for a while, and I'm like, I've got to say something. I've got to tell my peasant story. Peasant content in somehow. <laughs> so the same question to Kareem. What, if anything, yeah. is influencing you right now? Kind of similarly, I think on like a global level, I think um, just watching how this pandemic is panning out and the kind of narratives that people are already constructing about it, like within the news. I think like from a writer's point of view, it's difficult to make sense of what's happening right now because it feels like we're in the thick of it. It's all really crazy to make sense of, but in a weird way, everything that's happening and every, every part of it feels so kind of fictional and quite poetic in different ways. I think it's interesting like, watching it play out and the impact it's having on so many people's lives and just making sense of that. And uh, so it's difficult sometimes to get back into my work and figure out like kind of what world am I representing because the world we're in is so different. It's kind of, the world is still spinning. Like it's not stopping still for, for me to make sense of it, but it's giving me a, a lot to think about as well. But yeah, I find it interesting how so many people are almost making sense of it already. Like even politicians, I guess, are almost already trying to um, memorialise what they're doing and their their achievement. With Boris Johnson, like before him becoming quite ill, you know, yeah. I felt like he was almost internalising the Winston Churchill vibe to him, like in terms of being this person who's kind of bringing us through war. Yeah, there's a lot of war analogies being yeah. thrown about. <laughs> Like the Queen with the we'll, we'll meet, meet again. again. That yeah. blitz spirit, yeah. yeah. And and the idea of fighting it and strength and whether a strength of character means that you're somehow going to be able to fight through that you're more resilient. Yeah, yeah. your immune system is <laughs> ready to do battle. Yeah. I guess also with NHS staff as well, the, the feeling of being drafted. Yes, yeah. and all this talk about front lines. Yeah. The invisible war. The invisible war. Yeah. And scapegoating as well, I suppose, you know, Trump referring to it as a Chinese disease or a yeah. European disease, he called it for a yeah. while. Yeah, yeah. Mm. On a more positive note, <laughs> <laughs> um, Rachel, what are you looking yes. forward to later on in the year? Oh, um, well, I keep planning the massive party I'll have when I'm allowed to, which yes. will involve a lot of gin. <laughs> um, I, posted, <laughs> I had this wonderful dream sort of early into lockdown where I partied with pretty much everybody in Oxford that I know. So I had this massive party in my luxury flat that I suddenly owned, um, which is a lot bigger <laughs> than my actual place. And we were all preparing this huge fruit salad and dancing and drinking a lot of gin. So I sort of, I want to replicate that without advocating for um, alcoholism I am <laughs> very much just looking forward to, to being able to see and touch and dance with people in person yes. again that would be great who knows when that will be but that's kind of keeping me sane at the moment just looking forward to that day I'm there for that party oh yeah yes. you're <laughs> invited everyone's invited there right now mentally 
<laughs> Kareem, same question to you. What are you looking forward to later on in the year? Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't think I've got too many plans in terms of I'm kind of seeing how things go. The stuff that I'm doing at the moment is kind of keeping me busy. And I guess it's about seeing where that will take me and how things will develop. But yeah, one of the, the play that I'm developing at the moment, I'm, I'm hoping for that to have a reading at the end of the year like a sharing so kind of looking forward to that and seeing how that goes because yeah it'd be nice to get back into theatre and also just being in a room with actors and rehearsing and all of that mm. which is kind of the best thing about theatre and so different to what we're going through right now it's going to be strange getting in a rehearsal room again with being surrounded by other people yeah so true yeah I feel like It'd be interesting to see how much of our behaviours have changed yeah. after this and how long it will take for us to kind of go back to normal, I guess. To feel yeah. safe being yeah. around other people, yeah. yeah. We'll be all be frightened of each other for a while. Yeah, I find that I've been looking down if I pass near someone, which is a really strange thing to do. And I've been trying to like tell myself consciously, stop, stop looking down, like make eye contact with them. And it is a fear, isn't it? But yeah, I wonder yeah. if we'll, for a while, we'll be sort of keeping distance, even when we don't need to. We'll just kind of, we'll get so used to doing it. I think in terms of meetings as well, like, it will kind of bring into question, like, how necessary certain mm. meetings are. Mm. If you're just going in for a chat, for a coffee, and it's like, did we really need to have that meeting? Like, could it have just been a phone call or an email? Or a Zoom. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we have some fun questions. <laughs> <laughs> Just to spice things up a bit. Rachel. Yes. If you could have eyes in the back of your head or an extra pair of arms, which would you choose? <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, definitely an extra pair of arms. Because I feel like then I could be painting with one set of arms and sculpting with the other. I could do so much arts and craft. <laughs> nice. An arty machine. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Kareem, same question to you. So do I get to keep my existing pair of eyes? Yes. Okay, I'd probably go for that option then. The eyes? Yeah, I think that'd be quite cool. You'll have like a panoramic vision of the world. Yeah, but then if you needed glasses, would you have, you'd have to have two <laughs> sets of glasses. Yeah, that, that's a lot of yeah, prescription. It is, yeah. Lot. It's quite yeah. Crazy, yeah. But it'd be handy if you were a pheasant and you couldn't hear me. <laughs> that is true. That is true. That's your attempt to try and get the pheasant chat back in, isn't it? It is, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I know. I do have a question, a bird-based question, but I, do, do any of you guys know if penguins have knees? <laughs> Ooh, I imagine they do, but maybe they're, they're sort of fluffs. Their skin is so long that we can't see them but they waddle though you wouldn't need to waddle uh, if you had knees though would you surely <laughs> asking is, the important questions guys this is why we do arts and and not science <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i'll google it it's fine yeah they do they do oh, that was cool. knew it oh. <laughs> are they hidden are they yeah. hidden knees? yeah but have you ever seen owl's legs? They're owls. like really skinny and weird, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have. Yeah, yeah, that freaked me right out when I Because <laughs> yeah. you just assume that they have like dinky little legs at the bottom. Yeah. But no. Nope. Um, nope. Nope. <laughs> it's been a very bird-oriented conversation. It really has. Not enough bird content in podcasts, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How can people get in touch with you guys? Uh, ah. Yes, Rachel. <laughs> Um, yes, I did make a noise. Um, 
so if you're interested in drama classes, you can email oxondrama at gmail.com or check out my website for drama classes, which is oxondrama.co.uk. If you're interested in Savage Heart Theatre Company, you can email us at savageheartheatre at gmail.com. And Kareem? I've got a website which you can contact me through, which is kareemkhan.co.uk. You can also find me on Twitter. I'm Words of Kareem. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about today, other than birds? <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you guys up to? Like, How are you finding lockdown? Oh, why does everyone turn this on us? <laughs> Because we ask too many questions, know, <laughs> we don't. Quiet. It's not much of a conversation if we don't <laughs> say about how we're doing. How are you doing, Craig? I'm doing You're all right. right. Yeah, I'm doing all right. Yeah, having my daily government allotted walk, which I'm enjoying. <laughs> <laughs> are you taking up the entire hour? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. One till two most days is my full really? hour of being outside. Why one till two? I it's, don't know. It's part of your routine. Yeah, it's just a nice time to be outside. Yeah, I've been trying to go for a run every other day and mm. my mum has a really nice garden so I go and stand and read Asterix books in her garden. Stand and read? read. Does she oh, not have any chairs? <laughs> <laughs> I just realised what I said. I stand in the sun and then I sit and read. There we go. Okay. Jeez, okay. cut uh, that, that out. More sense. <laughs> it sounded like she had sent you out there as a punishment. <laughs> yeah, she does go stand in your corner and read your Asterix. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Are you in the city centre as well, Kareem? Uh, no, so I'm in um, Littlemore. Do you have parks and things around you? Yeah, we do. Like, not that close, but I normally try to just go for a walk during the day, um, kind of towards the end of the day. Mm. Um, and I've got a garden as well. So, yeah, I've noticed a lot more people are kind of exercising outside mm. which is good but also a bit of a minefield when you go out yourself and you have to avoid all these people yeah that's so true yeah it's so weird knowing how to navigate all of that and mm. i'm quite similar as well like i'm kind of looked down and i'm quite awkward about passing people yeah which is <laughs> even though sad yeah. if we come out of this and none of us can look each other in the eye anymore <laughs> yeah i've been forcing myself to say hello to everyone in the village at a distance so just yeah. be like hello over there you know because there's so few people in this village anyway. <laughs> I um, nice I said one. hello to a goose yesterday. <laughs> I think I'm really starting to lose it. I was just like, contact, hello. Oh, wait. Really they looked you in the eye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was jumping on that moment of fleeting eye contact. <laughs> You'll connect with me. Again with the birds. Sorry, we started in a while. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for joining us and uh, hopefully we'll all get to go around Rachel's house and have a nice gin and fruit salad. Woo! Thank you both. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Just a quick note before we finish. Pheasants are not actually deaf. They're just a bit stupid. Our thanks to Kareem Khan and Rachel May Brady for joining us on today's podcast. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and follow us on Twitter at Ox Theatre Makers, Instagram and Facebook, Oxfordshire Theatre Makers. And you can email us at Oxfordshire Theatre Makers events at gmail.com. If you would like to come onto the podcast and chat about theatre and Oxfordshire, please get in touch. <laughs>